today's episode of the Weekend Wrap-Up, Austin, Mason, and Clay recap Super Bowl 57, Alabama men's and women's basketball's wins over Auburn, and softball's leadoff classic. This is the Weekend Wrap-Up, a part of the Bama Central Podcast Network. Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up Podcast, a part of the Bama Central Podcast Network. I am your host, Austin Hannon. Joining me today are Mason Smith and Clay Miller, guys. The second week of this new podcast system we got going here. Obviously, Mason Smith's in here with me today. He has his on Wednesdays, uh, but it's good to bring on Clay Miller, who you guys probably remember from the on-campus podcast with Joe Schatz. Um, guys, we got to start with the biggest news. Obviously, it's it's a little bit separate from Alabama, not completely, uh, because one of these teams competing had four Alabama players on it. But it's Super Bowl 57. It's the biggest sporting event of the year in America. Uh, first thoughts for both of you after this. I mean, Jalen Hurts was great. Patrick Mahomes was great. Of course, the final score, Chiefs won 38-35 to over the Philadelphia Eagles to win their second championship under Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Mason, I'll start with you. Um, just kind of thoughts on how Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, other Alabama guys played, and just your, your overall thoughts of the game from last night. Honestly, the first thoughts after checking out the stats and kind of reviewing some of the highlights, Jalen Hurts is a championship-level quarterback for a team. Absolutely. I think a lot of people continue to just, you know, doubt him literally all the way up until the game. And I think when you put four total touchdowns and about 300 yards of offense, you know, to, to contribute to your team's victory and put up 35 points against the Kansas City Chiefs, which is not a slouch on defense. They don't really get a – the Chiefs don't really get a lot of credit in terms of their defensive presence, but they're really strong defensively. And the fact that Jalen Hurts was able to put on a strong performance is to show the credit that, hey – he can actually do this on the highest level. And that's the biggest thing I like to see from Jalen Hurts. I also like how Devontae Smith, you know, acted like he's been there before, which I guess he has, you know, built by Ben was, is the most famous hashtag <laughs> in the past few weeks. But I think him and Jalen Hurts are really delivered. And also, shout out to Landon Dickerson. You know, the offensive line really did well. I think, you know, to have the effort they had in the passing game and also being able to run the ball somewhat effectively, they've had it, they had to have a strong offensive line. And Landon Dixon was right in the thick of that. So overall, I think it was a solid game. I think there were a lot of calls that people can debate, you know, that were missed or that were not missed or that were, you know, incorrect. But at the end of the day, I think both teams did have their fair share of breaks. And ultimately, you know, Kansas City Chiefs, you can say they, they earned the win. I do think they earned it. You know, I did pick the Eagles, so I'm wrong on that front. But I do think it was a great game from both both teams, especially the Bama guys. Yeah, the biggest, biggest call there at the end of the game had to be the one on Juju Smith-Schuster, on James Bradbury. Obviously, there was a little bit of a tug of the side, uh, but it gave, ultimately, the Chiefs an automatic first down where they were able to run the clock out completely, uh, kick a game-winning field goal, um, and Jalen Hurts didn't get to go back on the field. Clay, same, same thing kind of goes for you. Um, you know, who did you have in this game? And, you know, what kind of were you maybe surprised about? Yeah, I actually picked the Chiefs 31-27, so I wasn't too okay. far off about go. a touchdown away from both teams. You know, you mentioned that this wasn't really an Alabama-related story, but watching the game, I think it it really was. I mean, besides Patrick Mahomes, you know, he was obviously kind of the star of the game for the Chiefs, and then the late holding call that y'all mentioned. To me, the two best players in the game were former Alabama products in Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. I mean, Hurts threw for over 300 yards. He was the Eagles' leading rusher. He scored four touchdowns. And then Smith was the leading receiver with 100 yards. He could have had a touchdown. He ran out of bounds at the one-yard line. I don't really know what happened there. And then he kind of had the the catch that should have been a catch that was overruled. And so that's what was, what was really impressive to me is we saw these guys at Alabama not that long ago, and we both knew they were super talented. But to see them on a stage like the Super Bowl be arguably the two best players 
on the field was really incredible. And, and it was a great game. Unfortunately, that call, uh, you know, kind of made it anticlimactic at the end. But I do think, you know, Alabama fans have a lot to be proud of seeing two of our former products kind of dominate uh, such a stage like that. Yeah, and if you if you just look basically at the numbers, you would have thought the Eagles won this football game. I mean, they had just they led just about every category. That's first downs, yards. I mean, time of possession. I think they had over eleven minutes more than the Chiefs did. Um, and Jalen Hurts' numbers were great. And you're probably thinking the Eagles won this game. Jalen Hurts is a Super Bowl champion. Uh, but then you got to throw in there that one costly, costly turnover there on the the scoop and score that gave the Chiefs a defensive touchdown. And that kind of flips the game on its head. And then, of course, the, the penalty at the end of the game that kind of sealed the deal for Kansas City. Um, great game overall. I think there, there's been, you know, you never really know what you're going to get in a Super Bowl. There's been duds in the past. There's been games that are over in the second quarter. Um, and th this wasn't that that kind of game. I mean, it was down to the final seconds. Obviously, Twitter and, you know, the, the, the overall population was a little upset with the fact that the game ended like that on a penalty. And, you know, they were able to just run the clock down and kick an extra point, essentially, for the win. Uh, but a great football game. Jalen Hurts made Alabama fans and Oklahoma fans proud. Uh, don't want to get anybody angry <laughs> online. <laughs> uh, I thought that I thought the hype video that the teams mutually dropped on Twitter and Instagram was great. Um, just kind of both saying, hey, we can both call Jalen Hurts our guy, even though, you know, we cover Alabama. And he did play 42 games compared to 14 for Alabama. So I'm just going to leave that out there. Um, the, Eagles are, <laughs> the Eagles are a great football team. Um, you could say they deserve to win this game, but that's not the team that played better doesn't always win. And Patrick Mahomes picks up his second Super Bowl ring just five away from Tom Brady now. Um, so football season's over. It's, it's kind of crazy to say that. Um, there will be plenty of more Bama players in the NFL next year. Obviously, the combine's coming up, the draft's coming up. There'll be plenty of more football content on Bama Central and around. Uh, but folks, football season's over. Are we sad? A little bit. I think it's a little bit disappointing. But I think in terms of Alabama, it's going to be very interesting in terms of now that it's offseason. A lot of players, you know, both at the top of the draft with Bryson and Will Anderson, but also guys in the, the second round, third round, even fourth round that get a chance to prove themselves with this draft process. Brian Branch, um, DeMarco Hellos, Jordan Battle, Cam Latou. Fun fact, I'm not sure if anybody you saw this when I texted the group chat, Austin. Cam Latou was at the women's basketball game on Sunday. Wow. That was a I wonder what he was doing back here. I, I really, I really don't know, but I'm telling you, extra training in. <laughs> he, he might be, you know, built by Bamba. Obviously, a, a, a behemoth six five man looking like Dwayne Rock Johnson's cousin walking down the stairs. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's Kayla too. That's my, that's my check, the, check the group chat saying, hey, look, he's here. But that's great. Overall, these would be really exciting draft process for Bamba fans. Yeah, so next time we'll see football action, obviously, will be the NFL preseason, which starts in August. Alabama will begin, I believe, it's September 2nd against Middle Tennessee State here in Tuscaloosa. But until then, we're just going to have to be thinking and talking about football because the action on the field has concluded. I think the Eagles are in great shape moving forward. They've got a great core, and I think they've got all the weapons to kind of run this thing back um, the next year, two years, three years, you, you name it. So um, Jalen Hurts will be back. He'll have a chance to kind of perform like he did again in the Super Bowl in the future, I believe. But that's it for football. we got to jump into basketball. There's a lot of sports still going on here. we got to talk about the big thing that happened this weekend. Obviously, Alabama beat, beat up on Florida on Wednesday night. Um, how would they respond? How would they go into the jungle, as they call it, and play against the Auburn Tigers? And they won. It, they, they trailed for a lot of the game. It looked like it was going to be another one of those where Auburn wins a game on its home court, maybe due to foul calls, maybe due to playing. They didn't play better. Um, they didn't shoot the ball particularly well at all. Alabama did. 
They got defensive stops at the end. Mason, I need your takeaways. I, Bob, Alabama wins round one. Look, man, Brandon Miller. <laughs> let's, let's remember, he's still probably the best college basketball player and probably will be the first college basketball player taken in the 2023 NBA draft. But overall, I think it was a solid performance from Bama. They definitely responded. You know, NATO's have talked, talked about how they're going to get these grind-out wins. Not every game's going to be a blowout. He, he mentioned that early yeah. on. Like, not every game's going to be easy. This is certainly was not an easy game. But also, in addition to Brandon Miller, he only had 13 points. You know, Mark Sears had 15. Rylan Griffin, we've been we've been singing his praises a long time for about the past two to three weeks. You know, he's been really playing well. And he led the team in scoring with 16 points, three of five from three, you know, five of seven from the field. He's really stepping up as it's his time to shine. I think that's one thing I do want to highlight. It was Brandon Miller. Then Noah Clowney came along. Then when Jamar Barnett got hurt, Jaden Bradley got a chance to step up. He got to show his, you know, freshman props. And now it's Rylan Griffin's turn in the spotlight. And I think he's here to stay. I think he's going to be a, a really key piece kind of going down forward. I think they really kind of held Wendell Green. And one thing I will say before play you get to go, if you're going to play defense at the end, don't be upset. You pass the ball to Charles Bediaco. And he yeah. doesn't get that. You right. If you're, if you're showing pressure like that, I mean, all, the only thing they can do is score. Well, so if you want to do that, we just put one in the ring for you. <laughs> Exclamation point. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, I was so impressed with, with Alabama this weekend. And I think, you know, we keep saying they're proving themselves more and more. But I think this win was the most important to this day because Auburn is one of the hardest places to play. We seem to always kind of struggle to, to get going against them. And like you were saying, Brandon Miller, yes, he's impressive, but he's not really the reason we won this game. Yes, he was no. a big part of it. Yeah. But he it was the obviously team. the moment of the game. He had the moment right. of the game. He <laughs> was the t it was the team as a whole. And yeah. what I'm going to write about later today, I think in the extra point, is Alabama has developed a superpower this season, and that is the ability to adapt. If you watch that game early on, Auburn made it a point to say, we're going to pressure you way out right they weren't allowing us to get easy looks from the three-point line any of our any of our ball handlers who had it out there it was constant trapping so what that forced us to do was to go to the rim and we finished 23 for 28 uh at the rim which is you know just an insane clip and so to be able to recognize that and then to have the guards and the players to do it i, I think that, that just speaks to what this team uh can do in the variety of ways that they can win and of course you mentioned uh rylan griffin we've talked about namari burnett recently I think those two emergencies have been huge because they are both off-ball shooters. And what that means in a Nate Oates offense is that the attention is not really on you. And so your biggest ability is to be ready when the ball hits your hands. And both of them shoot when, when it comes to their hands. And that's why I think they've had success recently is because we've been able to kind of adapt to what teams are giving us and move to more of those players uh, that you know they're forcing us to. Yeah, there's there's a lot of like little interesting takeaways from this game. 13 lead changes, seven ties. Um, I mean, it was just Auburn led the game for 25 minutes out of the 40. Um, there were, I think Alabama led for just a little bit over 10 minutes total. And a lot of that, I mean, it was close for a lot of that. And how about Nate Oates, the guy that shoots threes and Alabama's going to live and die by the three, scoring 44 points in the paint at Auburn against a Tigers team that that's kind of what they're known for is their rim protection so um getting it done in different ways that's what good teams do um you know going after you know it was a close game Auburn had a great lead there in the second half they came back and the thing about the Alabama team is that any po at any point in the game they could just stab you in the heart and just end it because 
Alabama led this game by two points with under four minutes to go. I think it was three minutes, 39 seconds. And then they just finished the game on a 9-1 run. I mean, you just completely take the air out of that building um, that really kind of thought that they were going to pull it out. You know, you get to you get to talk trash to the crowd. You get to leave happy. Um, and I think it was just the third win in 11 years in Auburn for Alabama. So, um, and, and one of those is was the COVID year when Alabama was good, Auburn wasn't, and there was no fans. So when you really put this per, into, into perspective, it's it's a huge win. And you got big games still coming up, but I think this was a big another big benchmark for this team um, that's really marching their way to that SEC championship right now. But obviously Texas A&M mm-hmm. still hanging around. They got two losses only. Um, they beat up on LSU, who's everybody's doing <laughs> these days. Um, but I, I think that two-game advantage is huge. Even if you're, you're looking at the schedule now, I want to ask, this was kind of the next question, because um, I wrote a story on this four games ago. You know, do you guys think this is a team that can finish this conference season 18-0? Yes. Absolutely. The only the only thing I'm looking at, and I have the schedule pulled up now, I think Tennessee is going to be tough. I think yep. that's going to be a tough game. The only other game besides Tennessee, I think they really have a chance of losing is Arkansas. I think Arkansas is really just a test because, you know, they're they're the chip on their shoulder team of the conference. They you know they always feel like they're the, the junkyard dog, the ones with all the grit and, you know, all of that with Eric Musselman as their coach. They may be looking, you know, to come back and get in even the series after essentially coming yeah. down yeah. <laughs> on their home floor. So Absolutely. I do think Arkansas, that game in Fayetteville. Yeah, dude. I think it's going to be a really tough game. But other than that, I mean, Georgia – Georgia did, I think, didn't they beat Kentucky the other day, if I remember correctly? Yeah, yeah, they beat them at Athens this weekend. Georgia is no slouch, but all, but this is not the same Kentucky team, and Alabama's not Kentucky. South Carolina, much love to Gigi Jackson, NBA talent, it's just him. So I'm not worried about South Carolina, and then like you said, Auburn and Texas A&M, they're, they're, this is just not their year. They're not having a great year. They do have talent, but ultimately, Alabama's proven to be head and shoulders above most of those teams. So Tennessee... And Arkansas are the two games to watch that keep Alabama from going undefeated. So, so no love from Mason, Texas A&M. That's yeah, that's where that's where the the Tides season will finish in College Station. I'm kind of with him in a way. I think he there's maybe not enough credit, but I do in the same way. I, I do think that a and kind of a team that they've kind of won the games they were supposed to, and just because the SEC this year that win at Auburn, okay, that that's a big one for them. But other than that, I think they're. They only have one other quad win win this season, which is not great, um, but they're, they're taking care of business. And even with that, I believe it's they're 10 and two now in the SEC. They're still like on the final line for Joe Lenarchy, which is crazy. Uh, just talking about a team that has a 10 and two conference record. Yeah, go ahead, Clay. Yeah, I was just going to say a and is actually kind of the game besides Tennessee that I would be nervous about for several reasons. I mean, it's funny we're asking, can they go undefeated? I think the answer is obviously yes. They have the talent to win every game. But, of course, they could easily go into Knoxville after an Auburn game, and Tennessee has lost on two straight buzzer beaters. So you know Tennessee right. is going to be playing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Bama is the best team in the SEC, so they could easily lose this game. And it, it wouldn't necessarily mean something's wrong with Alabama. But no. then I do think A&M at the end of the year is going to be a difficult game because they're one. really the only team that has a chance to beat mm-hmm. Alabama in the conference right now, uh, right. record-wise. And I could see a, a scenario where, A, Alabama – is only one game up on them, and that's a game where AM can can tie them if uh, and potentially get the number one seed. Or if it's already clinched for Alabama, maybe we don't care as much about that game. And that game, you know, we go into AM. 
I really do think that's the game I would be worried about losing uh, if if we're undefeated. Two things, Clay. Two things I will say. Number one, I feel like one thing one thing that Alabama basketball has established that loss at Oklahoma was so scarring. I feel like yes. they're not <laughs> underestimating the game like that. When you lose like that to a team that you're really supposed to like, you know, dominate, I think it set the tone. Like, look, you don't care. This team is oh in a million. We're going to do our absolute best. And two, the the one, the one thing I do like about Alabama is that I do think they're going to they finish out the season. I kind of forgot my second point, but I do think that Texas A&M, you know, they're going to take them very seriously. I understand I understand your point very much so. I do believe that they're going to handle business. So I do believe that Al- – I think – I do agree with Texas A&M. I will give – you know, kind of redact my point and say that Texas A&M may be a third option that could kind of upset the season, especially at the very end. Well, what a way would be to trip at the finish line, right? But I do think that – um. Oh, here's my second point. We talk about Tennessee and they lost by two boys to beat us. Austin, how many times we talked about, well, how's it feel to play a team? You know, they've come on some losses, their backs against the wall. <laughs> we said that about yeah, three or four yeah. different games this year. So that is still, I still very much believe in uh, Zakai Ziegler, Tennessee. They have a lot of good players on that team. But this is definitely not the first time we've heard about a team with their backs against the wall. It's going to come out with all they have against Alabama. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a great game in Knoxville on Wednesday night. Um, Tip-off's going to be 6 o'clock Central Time. I, I think it's going to be ESPN2, but ESPNU is still in the running for that game. I don't see how it would be on that with these two teams probably ranked in the top 10. Maybe maybe Tennessee will fall out of the top 10, but um, we'll, we'll have those rankings here in about 30 minutes. Uh, but that'll be old news by the time you listen to this. So um, Alabama wins again. They're still rolling, and – a big game against Tennessee coming up, and they'll return home, play Georgia next Saturday. I believe that one's at 5 p.m. Uh, Central Time here in Tuscaloosa. Men's basketball, they're, we're feeling good. I think that even if, you know, Texas A&M may drop a game down the stretch, um, and if that's the case, then Alabama's probably not going to lose three or four, um, and they're going to walk home with that regular season championship. Things will be interesting in Nashville now that you've, especially now that you've got um, a healthy Nick Smith on Arkansas. You've got, it's just, once you get to Nashville, it's just kind of anybody's game. So, uh, we'll see. The, the game's going to be big on Wednesday. We got to jump into another sport that's going on that just started. Mason covered, I believe, two of the games this weekend. Is that right, Mason? Yeah, I covered the soft. Actually, yeah. in terms of softball, which was the game that happened on Saturday, they only played one game because the rain came in. That's right. Second game. So right. mixed results this weekend for for Patrick Murphy and Alabama softball. Obviously, they lost the opener to Lehigh, which not not exactly how you want to start the season, um, but. You lost to a team that had never beaten a top 10 team in program history on your first game of the season, but then they bounced back, Mason, with two big wins. Oh, oh my goodness. They beat the breaks off of Georgia Southern. It was a big – look, they – Georgia, Georgia Southern – oh, man, no. Because what happened on Friday, like, that was a solid win. What happened on Georgia Southern, probably against Georgia Southern on Saturday, was just, you know, an absolute domination. I don't – I still keep using that word today, but – Ultimately, they had a really strong performance against Georgia Southern. Alex Salter, who was a starting pitch, he had a solid three, three innings. She struck out the fourth, the first four batters. She started in with four consecutive strikeouts. And then, ultimately, Georgia Southern did get on the board with the run, but Alabama was able to just turn up another notch when it came to a, a nine-run inning. And I think that was, that was the biggest thing. And honestly, the most impressive fact about that, Hanley Cahalen, true freshman, honestly should be a high school senior, but decided to come early. She had an inside the park home run, a three-run inside the park home run that cleared the bases. It was just an amazing show. Insane. It, it was it was insane. It was insane to kind of witness it. But 
ultimately it was a dominating win by, by Alabama softball. Of course, you know, they didn't get a chance to play the second game against Lehigh. So Lehigh kind of gets to escape without having to, you know, face a revitalized Alabama team. But to, to finish the weekend two and one, you know, to start the year going into the Clearwater next weekend, I think it's going to be a good start. You know, I think it's a lot of good things that Murph and the rest of Alabama softball can take away. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it's, you know, you lost that game to Lehigh, and then your rematch with Lehigh was the game that got um, canceled. So the, you didn't kind of get the opportunity to say, hey, that was a fluke here. We can beat these. We can beat this team. Um, but, hey, you didn't get to play them again. And so now Lehigh's got Alabama's number for at least this season. Um, like you mentioned, they're going to go play in the Tax Act Clearwater Invitational, uh, where they will play five games in just three days uh, next weekend out in Clearwater, Florida. That includes games against Duke, UCLA, UCF, Indiana, and Florida State. Obviously, UCLA and Florida State are teams that the Crimson Tide has seen in the College World Series um, in the past. So plenty of good action to go down there in Florida next weekend. To finish this thing off, Mason, we're going to jump back to you again. You were kind of a, a jack of all trades this weekend. Another win in the IBOB, this time for the women's team. Uh, beat a really struggling Auburn bas women's basketball team. And this Crimson Tide team, Mason, starting to really look like they're going to be punching their ticket to the NCAA tournament. Look, the Iron Bowl of women's basketball. It was definitely <laughs> the IBOB. Man, look, <laughs> first of all, real quick shout out to gymnastics. They also beat Auburn. So it was just a clean sweep. It is. Yes, clean. Football. Auburn, football beat Auburn. Man, it's, it's, it's crazy. So all that's left is the diamond base, baseball and softball yeah. have, have to win. So, but nevertheless, great showing, great showing by Christy Carey and the, the team. Brittany Davis have 18 points in a career high, 17 rebounds. But to be honest with you, she struggled. She didn't get the, uh, the 10, last 10 of her points until the fourth quarter. It was um, Aaliyah Nye who stepped up with having nine points in the second that helped Alabama, you know, stabilize and get rid of the offense. And then Ryan Cobbins, Jada Rice, the starting center for Alabama, got into foul trouble, could never really get in the rhythm. So Ryan Cobbins had to step up. In a season high of 25 minutes, she delivered 10 points. Just simple uh, catching passes off the screen, catching passes off dump off. She just finished at the rim. She finished, I think, uh, four or five or five or six in the rim. No, I probably have the stats right in front of me, but. They definitely finished strong, and I do believe Austin. They're going to punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament. They still have the SECs to go to. And also, with the next win, it will be 20 wins for Alabama. Since the year 2000, until now, there have only been three times where Alabama's women's basketball has won 20 games. Last All season. Last year. Two years ago. And it will be this year. If they win, oh, if they win yeah, if they win, if they win the next game or they win any of their last next games, they will have 20 wins. It'll be the next time they win. So it will be impressive. And one thing I do plan to discuss with both Coach Curry and Coach Nados, you know, they both teams did make the tournament, men's and women's in 21. But before that, the last time both the men's and women's team made the NCAA tournament was in 1995. So I do think that's wow. one thing I kind of highlight. Maybe just as a story, you guys kind of maybe keep an eye out for that. But ultimately, yeah, this yeah. women's basketball team is doing solid. They are currently fifth in the SEC standings behind Ole Miss. And always Ole Miss is ahead because they play one less game. So they have an eight and three. Conference record for the Alabama is eight and four, but I do think Ole Miss may lose one more down the stretch. And once that happens, Alabama will be fourth behind essentially the only teams that are able to beat them legitimately, which is South Carolina, LSU, and Tennessee. So a lot of good things to talk about with women's basketball and Coach Curry. There's going to be a lot of things to kind of keep in mind. Yeah, we saw South Carolina and LSU uh, take each other on yesterday. Um, the battle of the undefeateds in South Carolina once again asserted its dominance um, over the rest of the women's college basketball world. Uh, right now, Alabama's in a tough position. I believe the last bracketology I checked out, they were eight or nine seed. Um, 
which obviously that puts you in the tough position of playing the one seed in the second round. So we'll see if they can kind of push that resume higher, get closer. Last question, Clay, how's class going? Hey, it's going well. Hey, this is my last semester. Um, so I'm looking forward to being done. But I, I will say, you know, that kind of segues y'all talking about these different sports. It's not lost on me how fortunate it is, I am to be a student right now at the university because the athletics department, I really don't know a university that can rival us. I mean, here we are yeah. talking about men's basketball, women's basketball, softball, gymnastics, talking about football, football players in the NFL. <laughs> it's hard to find a program right now. That's Baseball teams ranked in the preseason rankings. Right, in the top 25 it's hard to find a program right now that we don't have that's not ranked in the top 25. And so as, as an Alabama fan, as a student, we should feel extremely lucky to have all these teams be as successful as they are. Absolutely. I think the only school that's really close, I would say, is Tennessee. Um, they had a great football season. They got a pretty good basketball team. Baseball team was great last year. Softball team's always good. Um, but, yeah, women's basketball team's always good, too, there. So, yeah, I think Alabama and Tennessee are kind of the two uh, – the two at the top of the world right now in terms of, you know, college athletics. So great episode today. Super Bowl's over. Football's over. We're sad, uh, but it's basketball season and it's about to be softball and baseball season full time. So for Clay Miller, for Mason Smith, I am Austin Hannon. This has been the weekend wrap up on the Bama Central Podcast Network. We'll see you next Monday.